This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight, I'm going to introduce you to your pineal gland. This is a part of the body that so many of us are not aware of, and yet its importance in your life, its importance in your connection to yourself and the spiritual realm has been known for a long, long time. So my job tonight is to introduce you to this part of you. So why is this important? This is important because the pineal gland is associated with your third eye, which is the part of you that's associated with your connection to the energetic realm and your spiritual self. This is important because the pineal gland is regarded by many as the seat of the soul and as the doorway to God, to spirit, to the divine that comes from within. And this is important because the pineal gland plays a really important role in your spiritual growth and in your development. And yet many of us literally block the signals through the lifestyle choices that we make. We literally shut ourselves off. And until we know what we're doing and how to change it, we won't know why we feel so disconnected, why we feel so alone in this world. So what is the pineal gland? So the pineal gland is a little tiny pine cone shaped gland, hence why it's called pineal gland, and it's located very, very deep in the center of the brain, right in between the two hemispheres. If you were to take a finger and point it at your forehead and have another finger at the very top of your head pointing down, where those two would intersect inside your brain, that's around where you're going to find the pineal gland. The pineal gland is actually part of the endocrine system, and it was the very last endocrine gland to be discovered, which means it remained a mystery for a long, long time. And from a biological perspective, its main job is to produce melatonin, which is a serotonin-derived hormone which helps regulate sleep patterns and helps maintain our circadian rhythm as well as our seasonal cycles. So a circadian rhythm, this is the physical, this is the mental, and these are the behavioral changes that follow a 24-hour cycle and that respond to light and to dark. It's why we are not nocturnal animals. It is what allows us to know, oh, it's nighttime, it's time to go to sleep. It's why when things get dark, we naturally get sleepy. So the schedule of melatonin secretion is regulated by signals that are picked up by the retina in your eye, and it goes based on how much light there is in the environment. Peak levels of melatonin are hit right in the middle of the night. So as the nighttime starts to come, as the darkness starts to come, your melatonin levels start to increase. And in the middle of the night, when it is the darkest, that is when it is the highest. And then as it starts to wane, that's when you start to wake up as the light comes in. And this feedback system is part of what helps you determine what the time of day is, the time of year, and is part of your biological clock. It's also why you get messed up when you have jet lag because your circadian rhythms get messed up. And for those of you who have sleep issues and have been told to take melatonin as a supplement, this is why that works. A lot of times our sleep issues are because we are exposed to light 24 seven in our society through little tiny screens that we look at. This is why they recommend not watching TV right before going to sleep or not looking at your phone right before going to sleep. Because when your eye picks up all that extra light coming in, it gives the wrong signals to the pineal gland and therefore the schedule of releasing melatonin gets messed up 
And so we have a harder time falling asleep because not enough melatonin is getting secreted. And so by taking melatonin as a supplement, it helps to rebalance our circadian rhythms. It also helps to make sure that you avoid screen time and lessen your exposure to light as you get closer to your bedtime. So some fun nerdy facts about the pineal gland because this stuff makes me so excited. So nearly all vertebrate species actually possess a pineal gland and unlike most brain structures, the pineal gland is unpaired, which means there's only one of them. From a biological evolutionary perspective, the pineal gland represents kind of an atrophied photoreceptor and in some amphibians and reptiles it's linked to a light sensing organ known as the parietal eye or the third eye, hence why the pineal gland is also known as your third eye. In birds, the pineal gland actually protrudes above the two brain hemispheres and is sensitive to light. And if you dampen that, it throws off the bird's ability to know if it's night or if it's day. And in certain lizards, the third eye is so well developed that it actually has a small recessed lens. So it's actually still a third eye. And there are those from an evolutionary perspective who believe that the human pineal gland may have at some point in our evolutionary history been actually directly receptive to light and that it's atrophied over time and very much like our appendix is no longer relevant to modern life, but at some point actually functioned in the same way it does in reptiles as a third eye. So the history of the pineal gland. Funny enough and interestingly enough, the first description of the pineal gland and the first speculations about its functions were found first in the writings of a Greek medical doctor and philosopher, Galen, back in around 130 to 210 of the Common Era. So way back, long, long time ago. Rene Descartes, who's a well-known philosopher and who is famous for studying the mind-body problem. He wrote about the pineal gland in his book, The Treaties of Man in 1637 and The Passions of the Soul in 1649. Rene Descartes was obsessed with the pineal gland and he believed it to be the principal seat of the soul. He believed it was where the spirit connected to the physical body. It is where that mind-body connection took place. Now, some of what Rene Descartes guessed about the pineal gland ended up not being proven scientifically, but a lot of what he talked about still stands today in terms of the philosophy and the history of this part of us. The most interesting part of the pineal gland is its appearance in esoteric traditions. So you'll remember that exoteric traditions, this is the information and the knowledge passed on in the masses, normally passed on through dogmatic or religious philosophies. Esoteric information believes that that information can't be found from outside of you, that divine connection is not something that is taught from outside of you or that is regulated by one person at the head of a building or an institute, but it's something that is tapped to internally and can only be known inside. And esoteric traditions are associated with spirituality and they herald the third eye or the pineal gland as our connection to spirit. And what's really interesting is that the mystery schools associate the pineal gland with the ancient Egyptian eye of Horus. And if you actually take a cross section of the human brain and map it across to the uh, eye of Horus, it actually looks fairly similar. So those of you who are encircled tonight, if you look at the graphic, the upper right hand corner, you will see the eye of Horus symbol and then a cross section of the human brain. And you can very much see the similarities to the design. 
Now the pineal gland is called that because it looks like a little tiny pine cone and in esoteric traditions you will find the pine cone everywhere. You will find it on government buildings, you will find it on the Pope's staff, you will find it in the hair of the Buddha. Everywhere you go, wherever you see this little pine cone design, it's not arbitrary. It is a nod to your pineal gland. It is a nod to the part of you that connects you to the energy around you. It is the seat of the soul. In the Hindu system, the pineal gland is associated with the third eye chakra. And you can even find the eye, a nod to the eye of Horus, symbolized on the American, the U.S. dollar. Uh, a nod to the fact that many U.S. presidents were Masons, which is considered an esoteric mystery school. And so the best way to hide this information is in plain sight, which is why we see this information everywhere, we just don't know it. And this is a way of activating the third eye in the masses without having to go through the conscious awareness that could reject it. And I find that fascinating. And if you look around in religious institutions, you will find the design of the pine cone in some way, shape, or form in a lot of different places. And that is a nod to the idea that your pineal gland, this pine cone-shaped gland, is the connection between body, mind, and spirit. Now, on a biological level, they are still researching this, so this is still very new information. There is a substance, it's called N-dimethyltryptamine, short form DMT. And this is a tryptamine alkaloid that produces intense psychedelic experiences when ingested. And what's interesting is that this hallucinogenic psychedelic molecule and substance is found in trace amounts in human blood and urine, which suggests that it is produced somewhere in the body, but researchers are still trying to figure out where. Now, in 2000, a clinical psychiatrist, Rick Strassman, proposed that it's the pineal gland that secretes DMT, and that's why this gland is considered to be the doorway to God, accessed from within. And Strassman hypothesized that this DMT is released in very large quantities during our birth and during our death, up to a few minutes after, and this is the reason for the near-death experiences that people have when they pass away and then come back. So DMT is becoming known as the spirit molecule, and they're doing studies in mammals, they're starting with rats, and they have found that it is produced inside the rat brain, but they haven't been able to duplicate it yet in human beings. But we're getting closer and closer. So this idea of the pineal glands being this connection to source, connection to divine, something that has been written about for thousands of years in esoteric mystery schools, we are now starting to have the scientific technology and the biological knowledge to show where it actually is and why this works. I find that super duper cool. Now, the most important thing to know about the pineal gland is that when we look at x-rays of human beings, most of us show severe calcification of the pineal gland, and we can see this in kids as young as two years of age. And when the pineal gland is calcified, when it is bogged down with yuck, let's just say it gets clogged up with ick, it's not able to function as it's meant to which means that when we calcify the pineal gland, it shuts down our connection to source, to spirit. And many people believe this is why so many of us are feeling lost. So many of us have wandered so far off the path of spirituality and connection that we are beginning to think that there is nothing beyond us. 
Uh, there are those in the conspiracy world who believe that this is done on purpose by the powers that be, because the best way to control people is to convince them that they are alone and separate and must follow the powers that be. And so the two things that are known to calcify the pineal gland are things like fluoride, which is put into your water, and sugar, which is put into pretty much everything. And sugar, because it calcifies the pineal gland, it shuts down our connection to the energetic realm. It disconnects us. It unhooks us from the matrix, from the web of intelligence and energy that connects all of us. And so the more sugar that you consume, the more you shut down your connection to energy, which is why I have never met an empath who didn't also have an intense sugar addiction. If you love sugar and holla, <laughs> holla and a half, you likely are highly empathic. So an empath, and this is something we're going to talk about in a future circle, an empath is someone who feels the energy around them as if it's their own. They can feel the emotions of other people. They can feel the intensity of the energy around them. And because most empaths don't know they're empaths, and because they're not taught how to energetically shield themselves, we instinctively do whatever we can to shut that energy down, to disconnect us, because it's too much. When you're feeling not just your own emotions, but the emotions of the entire world, it gets overloaded very quickly. And so sugar is a really quick and easy way to shut it down. In fact, in some Wiccan traditions, if you have what's called a psychic blowout, they will actually keep a glass of wine with some honey in it purposely for that, so that if you get overloaded with energy, you can close it down. In our daily life, most of us don't realize that what we are actually addicted to is not the sugar. What we are addicted to is not feeling the energy around us. We are addicted to numbing out. We are addicted to disconnecting so that we don't feel the intensity of the energy around us, but then we end up with the problem of feeling disconnected from everything around us. And so if you are an empath and if you have a lot of sugar in your daily life, a really interesting experiment is to cut it out for two weeks and see what shifts for you. Start putting in energetic boundaries. Start using shielding as a way to keep yourself safe so you don't need to shut it down from a sugar perspective. So how can you actually activate the pineal gland? If the pineal gland is part of how you connect with the divine from within, then you're going to want to tap into that. This is how we connect with that energetic realm around us. So step one is we need to decalcify the pineal gland, and this is a lot easier than you think. There are lots of foods and supplements that you can use to decalcify the pineal gland. Things like raw cacao, goji berries, uh, chlorella and apple cider vinegar are known to help decalcify the pineal gland. Garlic, spirulina, watermelon is very helpful. Uh, coconut oil, chlorophyll, lemons, and bentonite clay. So adding these things into your diet will help decalcify the pineal gland and counteract some of the lifestyle choices that might be shutting it down. You can avoid excessive fluoride by filtering your drinking water. You can get a reverse osmosis system or buy filtered water. And you can be conscious of the fluoride found in toothpaste. There are those who go completely off the deep end or are like, no one's going to control me. I don't want any of this. And I think that that's a valid option. And I think that any decision that comes from fear is not a good place to be. Make the decision out of health and out of a desire to connect, not because they're going to get me. We don't want tinfoil hats. We just want intentional choices. And then you can activate your third eye through things like meditation, through yoga, 
uh, child's pose is a wonderful way to activate your third eye. You're literally putting it down onto the ground. You are grounding your third eye. That's what child's pose is all about. That's why it's such a restful position. Prayer is a great way to activate your third eye. Essential oils, there are many that will open up. Different crystals, um, anything associated with the crown chakra. So purple colored crystals like amethyst are great for opening up your third eye. And sun gazing, which is a practice where you gently gaze at the sun right at dawn and right at sunset when it's safe to stare at the sun. Obviously don't do it at dune, that's bad for your eyes medical disclaimer. But when it is sunrise and sunset, gently gazing at the sun is said to activate the third eye because of course the pineal gland is photoreceptive and is activated by light. And then the final way that you can activate the pineal gland is to follow the three eyes. And this is something I've talked about many, many times. At the end of the day, all you need to do is use your intention, is to allow your imagination to follow your intention and to allow yourself to be guided by your intuition. The more that you tune into your intention, if you intend to connect your third eye, remember intention cha makes changes on the spiritual realm. It is an actual thing in the energetic world. And so when you use your intention and you intend to open up and connect your third eye and activate it, that makes a change in it. When you allow your imagination to visualize its expansion, that allows it to open up. And when you allow yourself to follow your intuition, when you allow yourself to listen to your internal voice and use that as guidance, as opposed to all the stuff around you, which gets noisy and chaotic, following the three eyes is the best way to start activating your pineal gland and getting connected through you to source. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that your pineal gland is considered to be your third eye. It is the part of you that is capable of connecting to the energetic realm and of seeing the bigger picture. When we get too bogged down in the daily grind of life and stuck in our humanity and the physical world, we miss out on the bigger picture and we miss out on the connections that we have around us. Remember that sugar is one of the number one ways we cut ourselves off from the energy around us. So if you are addicted to sugar, you're not actually addicted to sugar. What you're addicted to is numbing yourself out to your energetic self. And remember that activating your pineal gland and decalcifying it through supplements and lifestyle choices can help you feel more connected to your spiritual self and the energy around you, can help you feel more connected to source and more connected to the energy that keeps us all together. Because even though we might not be able to always have physical proximity in the physical world, we are all connected. Everything is connected. And so if you are feeling disconnected from the greater society, activating your pineal gland is a great first step. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. If your first thought is, cut out sugar, oh hell no. That is 100% human, 100% normal, and just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. It is a wonderful experiment to see what shifts for you in your daily life when you allow yourself to play with energy and protect yourself without having to numb out or shut down. So decide you want it more than you're afraid of it, and that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about any of the information from tonight's Circle or podcast or any other past episodes, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Um, for the pineal gland, so you wrote some stuff down to how to decalcify it. If you cut out sugars, does it automatically decalcify or do you have to add in food and the stuff to decalcify it? 
you're going to want to do a blend of things. So fluoride and sugar are both the things that the main things that calcify it. Fluoride you're going to get exposed to because it's in city water, because uh, it's in toothpaste. And so cutting out sugar will open you up more. And the more you add in some of those other supplements, which help alkalize the body and is good for you and have lots of antioxidants, so they're great for the physical realm as well, um, is beneficial. You don't have, like anything else, your intention drives it. You don't have to do everything. Um, so start with one step and then add in something else and then gently move yourself in that direction. Because if you are used to shutting down energy using sugar and you don't have any other tools and you just open wide up, you're not, it's going to feel feely. You're not going to like it. And so we like anything else gentle. How long does it last for? So look, let's say I do have one cookie. Like how long does that last for? It's not really a last because calcification, think of like a dirty window. Okay. You clean the window and then a bird comes along and poops on it, but you can still mostly see through the window. And then, you know, a week goes by and some dust comes up because people are driving on the street and the window gets slowly dirty. And then over time you realize, if, you ever, if you've ever had the experience where you're like, I don't think my window's that dirty. And then you wash, you're like, holy crap, it was really dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it happens very slowly and so slowly that you don't even notice it. And so it doesn't have to be an extreme thing where you're like, I have to wash my windows every day. Nobody near my windows. Because again, tinfoil hats are not a fun experience. Don't do things from fear. Do it from a choice, from a place of intention, and from a place of curiosity. I wonder what will shift for me if I allow myself to feel the energy more. I wonder how much I'm actually using sugar to hide. Maybe I'm not using it at all. Maybe I'm using it a lot more than I think. A good test, in my opinion, yeah. is if, as a woman, certain times of your cycle, you would yeah. murder someone to get to a chocolate bar, that was a test for me. If once a month you're like, I will murder someone to just get something in my body that is sweet and sugary. And that makes you feel like, ah, oh, and without it, you like, you feel all the feels and you, and you get like anxious or angry. That is a good indication that sugar is playing a role in your life that you might not be aware that it's playing. Just small little changes, right? Small little changes. You don't have to like go full throttle and scrub your windows clean. But if, Clean a little bit here, clean a little bit here, clean a little bit there. Any amount you can see through that window is more than you saw before. And so that's the goal. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work 
followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.